You're listening to Weird AF News with Jonesy. A man that was given a bionic penis went into a five-day coma a week after having sex for the first time. Um, I'm just happy that there's bionic penises out there, you know? It's nice to know that science is finally doing some useful shit. I keep complaining about the science doing stupid things with their money. This is a great place to put the money because, as you know, if you've listened to Weird AF News for a while, angry wives and girlfriends have been slicing off their lovers' penises out of revenge for certain activities. And so it'd be nice to have a backup, you know? I'm not even saying... I'm not even saying, like, wait till you get your penis cut off and get a bionic. I'm saying install a bionic penis right now so you have two as a spare in case she cuts off one of them. (laughs) That's so whacked. I'm just saying, though. uh, Loving it. Okay, so bionic penises. Had no idea. I mean, I thought we were, you know, we got the sex robots. Now we got bionic penises. I'm super happy. Uh, So a man who was born without a penis spent five days in a coma when he collapsed a week after having sex for the first time since getting the bionic penis. His name is Andrew. He's 45 years old, lives in London. Uh, He underwent a 10-hour operation to have the penis installed, and it cost 50,000 pounds. Completely worth it. Also, he he says that it's... uh, when When he was asked about his penis, he described it as, quote, ridiculously big. Obviously, it's ridiculously big. Why would you get a small bionic penis? I mean, hello. You obviously can design it, right? You can pick it off a menu. You would get a big penis. You know what I mean? And, and why not? Why not wow the shit out of people that you're having, making love to with your giant RoboCop penis? <laughs> it's unbelievable. By the way, he's got a girlfriend. He had a girlfriend. I want to know. Okay, so a couple of things. By the way, 45 years old before he gets the penis installed. That's kind of crazy. He went 45 years without a, without a dick. I would kill myself. I couldn't go 45 days without my dick. I don't know how he did that. This guy deserves a medal for that. Can you imagine? No penis. Who's dating you? How do you get on dates? What does your Tinder profile say? Look, I'm on Tinder, okay? And uh, people that have changed their body a little bit, like they're getting a penis installed or a vagina installed, you know, the the uh, trans people that are on there, sometimes they'll let you know that they're, they're pre-op or post-op or whatever. So imagine having to say that you're that you have no penis on there. You have to you have to say that. You have to say I got a, I got no penis. You'd have to say that, right? You'd have to disclose that. You'd have to be like, here's your Tinder profile. And you'd be like, I'm a Ken doll. I got nothing, but I'm saving up money. I'm saving up <laughs> for a bionic penis. And when I get it, let me tell you, ladies, it's going to be ridiculously big. So if you're in it for the long term, chill with me. Uh, 10-hour operation for a ridiculously big penis. Fantastic. Okay, so here's the other news. So he didn't go into a coma because of the penis. He went into a coma because of something related to his gallbladder, um, which is completely different. Um, So it wasn't... So I don't want to put out there that the bionic penis is causing people to have post-sex coma, you know, situation. That's not what's going on. The bionic penis is fine. It's doing its job. He had another issue on the side. Um... He's a little late in life to be getting this, you know, it's kind of traumatic to the body. So, you know, uh, he says he's excited for the future with his wife, who's only 28 years old. Unbelievable. He's getting a girl. He doesn't have a penis and she's over. She's 10 years younger than him, almost 20 years younger than him. How the hell? This must be the most charming mofo in the goddamn world. Holy shit. Wow. I can't even get a date and I have a penis that works. Works well. <laughs> He says he's excited for the future with his 28-year-old wife, 
including having children. I don't know how they're going to do that. They'll have to adopt, obviously, or do something. Oh, maybe they can. Maybe science can pull out some sperm inside him somehow. Maybe the bionic penis uses the sperm. I don't know. Let's get into it. They, it does talk a little bit about it. By the way, you'll be happy to know he had to walk around with an erection for 10 days right after the surgery and had to wait six weeks before having sex. Oh, man, a 10-day boner? That's tough. That's tough stuff. Can't leave the house that way. You can't. You can't leave the house. Right? 10-day erection? Can't leave the house. 10-day erection? No, no, no. Everyone's going to see that. That's uncomfortable. You can't wear pants for 10 days, really. You got to just be in a bathrobe or naked. There's no way. You could probably spend some time. If you did leave your house, you have to go to like one of those spas where they give you like the bathrobe and you, you chill out in the saunas. Even then, you might scare the children. Uh, okay, so th- you're wondering, how does it work? How, do, how, does, how does he get an erection? He uses a button in his groin to inflate the organ. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. Go, go, gadget, penis. Literally, go, go, gadget, penis. Holy shit. We've been joking about go, go, gadget, penises ever since Inspector Gadget came around. Do you guys remember? I I mean, are you 14 years old and don't know what that is? Uh, uh, Anyone want to tell the kids what Inspector Gadget is? Or Transformer, like a Transformer penis. This is what this is, really. Speaking about losing his virginity, Andrew said, it's fantastic. Yeah, no shit, dude. You've been going 45 years without sex. You have no idea what you're missing. Unbelievable. It's my favorite thing in the world. Next to football. (laughs) No, no, no. Actually, eating pizza is probably the best thing in the world. (laughs) Getting high and eating pizza. What's better than that? Uh, It's crazy. He's actually booked a romantic... His his name is Fedra. He's booked a romantic trip to Amsterdam for his birthday. Uh, and he's been, uh, leading up to that, he's been testing out the function every morning and night, and he leaves his erection on for 20 minutes, just to, (laughs) this guy wakes up and he's, I mean, imagine the push button penis, this is a dream come true for you ladies, right? You know, on command, erection on command, unbelievable, it's good, everybody wins with this, go, thank you science, let me take a moment to just thank science, thank you science for doing something worthwhile, in my opinion. As an expert, I'm an expert. An Uber driver catches his wife having an affair when he picks them up as passengers. <laughs> get out of town, right? When you read this title, you're like, get out of town. Really? Ooh, ooh, so many levels of shenanigans going on here. I feel so bad for this Uber driver. Imagine, imagine your wife cheating on you. Pick her up in your Uber. I got I to gotta get to the bottom of this. A man in Colombia found himself in a pretty awkward scenario when he was hired to drive his wife and her lover to a nearby hotel to co- continue their affair. The woman, Yami, Yami? What a weird name. Yami and her lover, Jesus, had been seeing each other behind her husband's back for over a year. The pair met up and after deciding to relocate to a motel for more privacy, ordered an Uber. There was just one problem. Yami's husband hadn't told her that he was borrowing his friend's car and moonlighting as an Uber driver for some extra cash. Oh, man. Since their phones said they would be picked up in an unfamiliar car by a man named Leonardo, Yami and Jesus had no need to worry. It wasn't until all three were inside the car that the husband and wife recognized each other and pieced together what was happening. She then cut off his penis. But he's got a second one, a bionic penis. Just kidding. Uh, it says it's, the article says it's somewhat uncertain what happened after that. I'm pretty sure I know what happened after that. Uh, 
Some Colombian news outlets reported that the three exited the vehicle and the men began to fight each other on the street. Uh, others say that the wife and her lover simply fled the vehicle to escape her husband's anger. One thing is certain, Yamie and her lover would have never been caught if her husband hadn't broken Uber's rule concerning driver identities. Yes, yes. Uh, so when I read the title of this story, in my mind, I thought, like, how did she not see that, like, because you get to see the driver's photo, and I was like, she didn't see that that was a husband, and that's his name, but he was using another identity of his friend, so that's how that slipped through the cracks. Because ordinarily, ordinarily you can just, you know, you can, you know who's coming to pick you up and you can see, oh my God, this guy looks like a killer. And then you don't get on. Like this guy looks like clearly is a serial killer. And then you don't, you you cancel the Uber. (laughs) Oh man, this is crazy. Did they pay for the Uber? I wonder if she paid for that. (laughs) He's certainly not giving them a free ride at that point. Oh, the poor guy. It's bad enough that you're, you know, you got to... It's hard being an Uber driver, you know? You're in the car all day. Have you been in a car for eight hours? It is, you feel like you've, you feel like you hiked up a mountain. It's just, it doesn't make any sense because you're sitting the whole time, but you, it's tiring being in a car. Like road trips, if you take a road trip, like if I drive from LA to San Francisco, which I've done many times, you do that and uh, like you get up there and you're like, I don't I just want to have dinner and go to sleep. I mean, I know I was sitting all day, but it's exhausting. It's just hard being an Uber. It's hard being a driver. And then to top it all off, you pick up your wife and she, with her lover. I mean, get out of town. I would just, I would just drive off a bridge into the water. Like, you know what? We're all going down. Buckle up, guys. Here we go. Splash. We're going into the drink. <laughs> Take that. Oh, man. Just terrible. I'm going to guess he didn't get a tip either. No tip, right? I don't know. <laughs> A zoo has been experiencing a penguin shortage and in order to address that problem has installed plastic penguins. (laughs) Model penguins, I guess, with the real penguins so that you think there's more than just a couple penguins. This is a this is a very this is a crafty way to solve a problem, guys. This is it. (laughs) What do we do? I want to be at that meeting. Listen, we only we're down to three penguins. What do we do? Gerald, you got an idea? Gerald? Yeah, man, uh, we could buy more penguins. Oh, that's, we don't have the budget for that. How about you, uh, Rachel? Rachel, you got an idea? Yeah, how about uh, plastic penguins? We just fake penguins. The ha- it's Halloween season, right? I think there's, there's like, we could get people, well, we could do the plastic penguins. We could get those, but we could, it's Halloween season. We could go to the Halloween store. I'm sure there's penguin costumes. Several of us could dress up as penguins and, uh, you know, kind of waddle about with the other ones. Don't you think you'll stand out because you'll be way taller than the other penguins? Yeah, well, we'll get on our knees. We'll get on our knees. And uh, I like fish, so um, it's a big win for all of us. (laughs) So a penguin shortage at Britain's zoos has seen them replaced with plastic models. Thousands had been spent on the attraction at at Exotic Zoo in Telford, Shropshire. Did I say it right? Shropshire. There's so many towns that end with shear. And you must say it like that. You must say it like Sean Connery. Shropshire. Fake penguins at Shropshire. For the new specialist enclosure. Okay, so they had a, a new enclosure for the penguins. It was it, the penguins. It was due to open in time for the summer holidays. They had a delivery of six Humboldt penguins. I don't know what kind that is. Oh, they're native to South America. South American penguins? Holy shit. I had no idea. I thought they were just up in the... Uh, in Antarctica or the Arctic or whatever. I thought they were only in cold. South South American penguins is a thing. Oh, pretty cool. 
I'm learning, guys. I'm learning. We're all learning. <laughs> but the zoo was unable to get these penguins delivered because there was an outbreak of an avian malaria that was um, reducing this humbled penguin population, apparently. So instead, the zoo director decided to fill the empty enclosure with model penguins until they get the real penguins for the visitors to enjoy, and they don't know when that will be. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hey, dude, dude, ch- dude, I can get you some penguins. Are you kidding me? I'll reach out to my Italian family. We can get you penguins. We can get you penguins. What do you want? You want to deal on penguins? I'll get you some penguins. I know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> Just meet me behind the uh, meet me behind a Radio Shack on Pico. I'll get you some penguins. Their penguin in- enclosure, by the way, they were very excited about it. They it was the most expensive uh, display to date, and they hoped that it would be open for the start of the summer holidays. But then disaster struck. The outbreak of penguin malaria. They were unable to get the three pairs of penguins that they had been planning to get for the visitors to enjoy. Instead, they got to use life-size models of various different species of penguins so that they can kind of at least educate the visitors when they visit the place. We've got signs explaining the situation, he said. It's been really disappointing, but it's really out of our control. But we have signs. (laughs) Imagine the kids, the poor kids. Come on, guys, this way, kids, we're going to see some penguins. What? They're not moving. (laughs) They look dead. That one's on the ground. <laughs> the wind blew that one over. What the hell? Oh, man. I love it. It's like, uh, you know, when sometimes uh, you go to these like food restaurants and they'll have the, f- the plastic version of the food on display. <laughs> so that when you are, like I know a ramen joint that I love to go to and they have, uh, they serve other food and it's all, they have plastic versions of the ramen bowls and the other food food that they serve at this Japanese place so that you can see what it looks like on display before you order it. Here, these are what the penguins are supposed to look like when they're delivered. We don't know when that's going to be, but this is what they'll look like. So come on back. Place your order now. <laughs> oh, man. They're actually waiting for these um, penguins to uh, procreate and so that there'll be new penguins available. But uh, penguins only mate once a year, so they've got to sit back and let nature take its course. Until the numbers build up in the UK and Europe, you're going to see some plastic penguins, apparently. <laughs> yeah, the zoo, the zookeeper. I love the, zoo, the zookeeper title. That's a funny one. I'm a zookeeper. How do you take that guy seriously? Hey, zookeeper here. Really? Come on. Shut up. Really? Uh, the zookeeper says, We're not really anticipating getting any real penguins until the next year, which is a real shame considering the enclosure cost us tens of thousands of pounds. Oh, Lord. By the way, you should know that avian malaria is endemic in wild domestic birds and is transmitted by the Anopheles mosquito. It can be fatal to species which have not evolved resistance to to this disease, such as penguins. Penguins have never built, had to build an immunity to it as they live on or near the sea where the insects that carry the disease do not occur. But apparently, uh, because of... uh, changes in climate and warming of uh, certain regions. We're now seeing mosquitoes in places where you normally don't. For instance, Los Angeles, where I'm being bit all the time. Now, uh, I'm told that you wouldn't, uh, from the natives of, of Los Angeles, that this mosquito situation is fairly new in the ecology of LA. Uh, this being a desert climate and being dry most of the time, you don't see mosquitoes. And, but lately, the climate change is, is real. Climate change is, is real. Uh, and it's getting very humid. We were having, uh, for the summer, I would say 
you know, I would see days and days on end of the humidity being in the 70%, which is very high for this area. And mosquitoes are a real thing now. And apparently in areas where penguins live, mosquitoes are now becoming a thing. And it's sad because it's, it carries a disease and it's killing them, these mosquitoes. So what do we do? You know, it's just another thing. You know, I hate to end this on a sour note, but you know, there's because there's but there's people out there that need to be educated, okay? Because there's people out there that are saying, no, there's nothing going on with the climate. It's the same as it ever was. No, it's not the same as it ever was. It's not. And this is just. And the more that I read about it, the more in little ways I see. Oh, it's affecting that little subgroup. Oh, it's affecting this little phenomena. This is another one. Oh, it's affecting the penguins because now there's mosquitoes where there wasn't before, and it's keeping Jonesy awake at night. Because I got mosquitoes in my room. Where do they come from? They shouldn't be here. This is a desert. <laughs> All right? So send money, guys. Send money. Jonesy needs a, to relocate. I need, I need mosquito netting is what I really need. Send, support Jonesy on his Patreon. I'm going to buy two things. A new microphone and, uh, or a microphone because I don't have one. A microphone and mosquito netting so I can get some good sleep. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News, an avid coffee drinker. Screw you, England! <laughs> you teetotalers, bring it on! <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, hey, I want to thank those of you who called in. Uh, uh, Dallas, who's one of my patrons, uh, called in about the parking tickets and uh, makes some really good points. I still hate them, though. At the end of the day, I hate parking tickets and I need to figure out a way to avoid them. Uh, Jonesy, why don't you park like a reasonable human being? I do park as a reasonable human being. The city is unreasonable. You ever seen these signs? You can't decode these signs. Come to LA and look at the parking signs. It's like, no parking from Tuesday from 9 to 2. No parking after 6 p.m. No parking on Wednesdays when the full moon is in session and if you're a Libra. And also no parking if it's 76% humidity and your car happens to be maroon. Like, it's all these fucking rules. Sorry. It's, you can't, in other words, I need a PhD to navigate the parking rules out here. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous in LA. And if you're going to charge that much, you need to be way more clear with what the rules are. Make it a little bit easier for us to understand. Some of us are walking around with a brain that's less than average, like yours truly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks for the call. I'm sorry about the rant. Um, also, uh, thanks for calling in, Mike, about the moose. And, and uh, uh, hey, look, at you know, I'm trying my best here, doing the stories off the cuff here. Uh Slipping in the jokes where I can, buddy. You know how it goes. And uh, special thanks to James who called in. Uh, James has been a longtime fan of Weird AF News and happens to be blind. And just uh, wanted to let everybody know that um, if, uh, because you're blind, it uh, doesn't mean that you can't email and do some other things. I'd actually like to hear more about that, James. Like um, what kind of uh, how your email process works, how you do that. Is, do you use like sort of like a dictation program or do you have a beautiful secretary named Melissa that types up all your emails for you. That's what I imagine you have, James, because you're very cool. <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, oh, infamous hottie. Shout out to her as well, who's always calling Weird AF News, and I, I love your opinion. You're hilarious. Uh, call Weird AF News anytime, by the way. The number is 646-450-2012. I think it's free. Also, you can email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. Thanks for everyone who sent articles uh, to my email inbox. Appreciate that. You can also DM me. Follow me, at funnyjones on Instagram at Funny Jones on Twitter, and it's Comedian Jonesy on Facebook. And thanks, of you, the, thanks to those of you who have reached out to me on the Facebook page as well. I get messages quite, quite often. Uh, you can join my Patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash weirdafnews, or hit the link in the description of the podcast and uh, support Weird AF News by bu- buying Jonesy a, uh, a glass of beer a month, which is something he needs. 
because he's uh, he's has anxiety because the world is crazy. <laughs> but we're all trying to deal with it together, aren't we? Aren't we? We have to do something. I've decided to laugh at it. Hello, this is Julia Childs. I have to add to your discourse about tea versus coffee. Tea is quite nice, it's true. But there is nothing that can beat a nice strong cup of coffee to get you going in the morning in more ways than one, <laughs> I must say. Well, a fond adieu and a pip-pip and a chidio to you. And carry on with your AF weird as beep news. Thank you and goodbye for now. From the UK, okay? Remember, coffee is the way to get going in more ways than one. Kenzie, you did a story yesterday about uh, a lady who was turning moose poop into uh, memorabilia or uh, little artsy items that people could buy. She was, you know, making money selling these items. and. You did a little play on words there for her arts and craft items, and you called them arts and crafts off the top of your head. Pretty clever, pretty good. But you missed the mark, the bullseye, just by the tiniest little bit. It was terrific off the top of your head, but if you would have called it farts and craps, you would have hit the bullseye. Anyhow, you do a terrific job especially with all of these comments coming right off the top of your head, because it's clear that you do not read the articles through in advance. I think that would uh, sort of spoil the spontaneity if you did it. Um, you know, it is obvious that you uh, aren't familiar with the articles, and sometimes you make your musings about what is or what if, and, you know, um, you're unfamiliar and you don't know what's coming. You make suggestions and you wonder about what's going on. But uh, I, I really think that that would sort of spoil the the uh, the comic musings that you make if you knew. Uh, I think you just read the headlines and go with it from that. So anyhow, keep doing what you're doing. We love the weirdness and take care. Hey, Jonesy, this is Dallas. Yes, Dallas, your patron. Hey, I really enjoy your show, and uh, I really agree with you on a lot of subjects. For what I heard today on, I'm guessing, yesterday's podcast uh, about the um, parking tickets, I wonder if it has a lot to do with how much it costs to park in the area. Obviously, if it's free parking, I, I would wonder why it would be that expensive. Like in my area, almost everything is free parking, so the parking tickets are like 15 bucks. But I know from going to, like, Seattle and other major cities, the parking can be incredibly expensive, um, where you may be at a parking spot for 30 minutes and end up paying $30 just for that parking. So I wonder if that has anything to attribute to the cost. That's just me talking out of my ass, but just just an idea there of why uh, a cost may be different, especially when you're in the city, it's different for different tickets you had, somewhere 70, somewhere, you know, 100 some. Uh, that really seems weird. I would expect the same overall unless there's something based on area and based on the um, on, on the cost of parking in the area. But uh, I really enjoy your show. Uh, have a great day. Hey, 
number one weirdo fan here, James. Quick thing, I love your show. been listening to your podcast, listening to it for several months now. One thing that I noticed, you had a podcast on Monday. You had one of your messages with the individual stating that uh, they're blind, so they can't read, they can't get online. Please note that this is not usually the way a blind person is working. I am visually impaired, and I'm blind too, and I can email, I can write, I can go online. So I think that person gives a bad uh, image of a blind person. I just thought you'd let you know that. Take care. Bye-bye. Josie, if I'm a sadie. Um, feel your pain about the whole helicopter crap. I must say, not a fan either. Um, I can I remember my first um very not happy moments of having to deal with the LA helicopters. There was a time when I was sleep when I was quite young, probably around twelve ish, so I really needed my sleep because I was amidst a grow my first growing spurt. And they were uh, searching for somebody and they were putting that damn spotlight. Speaking of strobe light and spotlight, right all through everybody's windows woke us the fuck up. And I, I'm an, I like, I couldn't get back to sleep. Probably did bad the next day in school. All their fault. Yeah. Then there's the times that they messed up. Not one, not two, not three, but four different dates with four different guys several years ago when I was doing my life. You know, my fun dating times, you know, before marriage. Yeah. <laughs> 